This is The Guardian. I'm Jane Lee, coming to you from Wurundjeri Land, and this is The Full Story. This week, Guardian Australia is launching its Bird of the Year competition with BirdLife Australia, so you can now vote for your favourite Australian bird. The powerful owl has been on the shortlist every year since the competition began. It's an apex predator that uses its giant claws to silently snatch its prey. Possums, rats and sometimes even chihuahuas. But despite their size, these birds are under threat. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jane. Oh, hi, Jane. Hi, Sean. Good, nice Sean. to meet you. Nice to meet you. Harry? Hi. Hi. Nice to meet you. Today, I go looking for a powerful owl with nature writer Harry Sadler and speak with BirdLife Australia's Sean Dooley about what we can do to help them. It's Tuesday, the 26th of September. We love our pets, but when the floor is covered in fur, that's harder to love. Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has powerful 8,000 PA suction to make hair vanish from floors in just one pass. Plus, the roller brush has automatic detangling for easy hands-free maintenance. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts good news ad free listening is available on amazon music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your prime membership stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the amazon music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free that's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads Harry, can I get you to just say your name and your owl credentials for the tape, please? <laughs> um, so my name's Harry Sadler, and every time people ask me if I'm an expert, I always say, no, I'm just an enthusiast. So I'm a, I'm a powerful owl enthusiast. Okay. Um, and, um, and when you say you're a, a powerful owl enthusiast, <laughs> what is it about the powerful owl that, um, you know, excites you so much? Oh, there's something about seeing and animal that is so stealthy and something about being able to just watch it go about its, its activity and seeing this sort of apex predator that's only active at night sort of flying around and being able to sort of see that and um, I don't know it's, it's thrilling it's <laughs> <laughs> um, we should probably get your um, name and title for the tape as well Sean if that's okay yeah sure um, my name is Sean Dooley I am the National Public Affairs Manager for BirdLife Australia and also a big powerful owl fan I take it I am. I am. I'm not quite as obsessive an enthusiast as, as Harry uh, and a bit lazier. I don't go out every night looking, but I first, when I first saw one of these birds was when I was a, a kid, really, and it, it was like a sense of awe seeing this magnificent creature. Um, can you describe where we are and the gear that you've got set up? Yeah, for? so I'll be vague about where we are because there are threatened species, so you've got to be sort of conscious of, you know, not sending towards people in their way, but also because they're such a char- charismatic species, people naturally do want to go and see them and take photos of them, and there have been powerful owl nest sites elsewhere in Melbourne. I've just been really... Like loads, like so many people go and have a look at them. And we're in inner Melbourne, um, 
and we're standing behind some bushes, <laughs> looking at looking at some distant um, river red gums. And I've got a pair of large binoculars on one tripod, and on another tripod I've got a got a spotting scope, which is a kind of telescope you use, use to look at birds and things uh, with. Uh, phone adapter and and, uh, my, and my phone screen um, in video view, so we can all watch the owls coming and going on the on the phone. So cool! And how often do you come here to um, watch out, find oh, owls? I'd say a few times, a few times a week. Probably there was one week a few weeks ago where I think it was probably just after the chick had hatched, maybe, and I was here five nights in a row. <laughs> it's I don't know. It, um, this, this is for, for me. This is more exciting than going to a pub or a bar. <laughs> this is this is my night out. It's yeah. going to look at owls, um, and it's it's incredible that, and we're very lucky that even in a city of four or five million people like Melbourne, we have areas like this in the inner suburbs where you know incredible animals, like powerful owls, can yeah. can exist in this. How long well, have these owls been here for? Uh, so there's a female who's been here for, I don't know, like five or six years at least. Um, I, I speak very fondly about her. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, and in 2021, uh, she went as far as occupying the hollow and she had a mate then, but possibly because of disturbance, because it was during lockdowns in 2021 um, and there were so many people using the park, mm. that nesting... That nest was was abandoned, um, mm. and then last year she was solo, and now she's got a nest and a, and at least one chick, which wow. is really exciting. So yeah, I'm very pleased for her. <laughs> <laughs> and so, can you describe for people who don't know what a powerful owl looks like, what we're looking for? So it's a big, dark bird. It has quite a pointy face for an for an owl, so it looks it looks for most for eagle like when you see it in profile uh it's dark brown which is really great for flying around under the shadows of the canopy because they fly around under the canopy so they're almost invisible but then the belly is kind of this base color of kind of creamy white with this chevron dark brown kind of v-shaped things all over and then just the biggest claws you've ever seen on a bird. <laughs> You'll see one roosting during the day and it'll be sleeping and then it'll wake up to have a scratch and so from under the fluff of its belly just this gigantic foot will come out yeah. <laughs> and just sort of scratch on the ear and then tuck back in. Wow. Um, and how big are they exactly? I think they're 60 centimetres or something. They're, they're the biggest owl in Australia, though. I was in Sydney last week oh, and... Oh. Sorry. Oh. We've just had a movement at the hollow, so... Yes. The females... So I think it's probably the female, so she must still be in the hollow because it, it was brown. So we're seeing the kind of blurry vi- um, vision of, um, of a kind of heart-shaped tree hollow, and it's a really big tree hollow in the river red gum. Um, and you can just sort of see... There's, oh, there she comes. In the middle, yeah, a little... There, there's an owl dragging itself out of the hollow. Wow. Just a tiny little yeah. flicker of movement right yeah, in the you'll middle. Be to, oh, and one's just, one's just flown in. See that? They're all, oh, there my God. <laughs> so far. And you can hear the noisy miners getting upset about it. Yeah. So, so there's a chick in there, at least one, but it's really white, fluffy. So it's, it's like a cotton bud. Um, <laughs> if that was a chick, we would have been able to tell straight away coming out of the hollow. So that would have been the female still in the hollow, and then the male flew across to check her out. So we'll have to see how she's going and then fly back. So... 
Wow, that yeah. male was quite large. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Soon we'll get um, all the grey-headed flying foxes coming through a few in a few minutes from now. There are ringtail and brush-tailed possums over there, which is what the owls are feeding on, and um, gliders and. Yeah, all, all in the inner city. It's an incredible yeah. um, privilege to, to be able to have that in such a large city. Yeah, I was really surprised um, when Sean told me that we were going to meet here because I had no idea that there were powerful owls so close into town. Yeah. Have they always lived this close to the city? Uh, so cities, particularly Sydney and Brisbane and, and Melbourne, I think, seem to be a bit of a stronghold for them. They seem to be doing quite well. Um because their primary food is is possums, particularly ringtail possums, they do quite well just foraging along the, around the rooftops and in people's gardens <laughs> at night. Um, they've been seen even in the botanic gardens. One seen roosting outside Reading's bookshop in Carlton. <laughs> yeah, they're they're definitely around and probably more so than people might expect. Mm. Although they do need very large tree hollows. I think I was reading they need a tree hollow the size of a wheelie bin to breed in. So imagine you've got the female sitting on the on the eggs or, and we'll look after the chicks and then usually two chicks, which you know, grow to be almost the size of adults as well. So imagine three owls that size that all tamped down in one, inside one hollow um, and kind of get an idea of the size of the tree hollow you need. So are they endangered because we're running out of tree hollows? Yeah, the interesting thing with powerful owls is that they're a large forest owl and they need vast territories and they're usually confined to um, to gullies and, and sort of riparian areas along rivers and creeks and things. So they need a lot of that. They need the big old hollows, but so do their prey especially all the possums and things. They often, ringtails aren't in hollows necessarily, but brush tails and gliders and other things are. So you need enough large old trees. And in the forests of Victoria, New South Wales and Queensland, we've, we've lost a lot of those trees. So in some ways it, it feels like powerful owls are doing better in the suburbs than they are in the native forests. Mm. When you clear fell a native forest, it takes far longer for large owls to re-establish than even in massive bush after massive bushfires. Mm. Is that the chick calling? I think it might have been. Yeah. Can you kind of... What can is you hear it? that? No, actually, I don't know. Yeah, go for it. it. Sounds like a, more like a cicada than a... Oh, yeah, you can just see it. It's on the sort of bottom... A little muppet <laughs> or something from Star Wars, one of those little creatures poking its kind of eyes like, um, just above the hollow of the, yeah. the rim of the hollow. Imagine, imagine, if, imagine if a cotton bud was going to rob a bank. That's kind of what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> it's this little white fuzzy thing with this black face mask and it's kind of um, peering over the edge of the hollow and kind of bobbing his head back and forth. <laughs> and powerful owls make quite a distinct sound as well, don't they? Yeah, they make a double hoot. Um, it's a bit like a bulbuk owl, so it sounds a bit like a bulbuk and a bit like a dove. And the, the male is generally a lower note. Can you give us a quick, quick hoot hoot? That will really bring the owls to okay, <laughs> so right, right. If they think there's another adult owl in their territory while enough. they've got a chick, that's, that's a way to get... I <laughs> <laughs> okay. have also, not far away, um, in some revegetated bush seen a black rat kill that 
was very characteristic of Powerful Owl. It was the tail and a bit of the head and the entrails left ah. on the ground and everything gone, which is kind of, it's what Powerful Owls do. It's pretty gory. Um, I have to confess, I am terrified of all birds. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a fun, fun mission that they've sent me on tonight. And I read that male Powerful Owls can attack when you get too close to the nest. <laughs> if we're like under the tree, under the roost, sorry, under, under the nest hollow, then... Yeah, we'd want to be wearing hard hats and goggles. <laughs> Next, BirdLife Australia's Sean Dooley on the biggest risks to powerful owls in urban forests. We love our pets, but when the floor is covered in fur, that's harder to love. Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has powerful 8,000 PA suction to make hair vanish from floors in just one pass. Plus, the roller brush has automatic detangling for easy hands-free maintenance. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. BirdLife Australia has been running a campaign called the Powerful Owl Project to try to help protect powerful owls. Can you summarise what are the things you're doing mm. there? Yeah, the Powerful Owl Project is a fantastic citizen science initiative that BirdLife Australia started probably close to 15 years ago. And it recruits local people to go out into their local bushland areas and survey for powerful owls. And the Powerful Owl Project in Sydney has uncovered hitherto unknown populations of, of powerful owls. So they're far more prevalent, particularly in Sydney, but also in Brisbane, than we ever realised at first. You mentioned last night a number of threats to the powerful owl, power lines, cars, but also you mentioned rat poisons. Can you tell mm. me a bit more about that? Yeah, the... Um, the, the poisoning issue is something that's come to our attention and the second generation rat poisons or rodenticides, they're known as SGARs, um, which is S-G-A-R-S, which is second generation anticoagulant rodenticides. Hmm. This new generation of rat poison we think is having a huge impact on predator species because unlike earlier iterations of, of rat baits, it doesn't break down in in the system of the rat or the mouse or, or whatever takes the bait. So what happens is they can take the bait multiple times because they don't die straight away. However, what that means is that you're getting these uh, rodents and possums sometimes too and, and potentially even pets eating the, the rat poison and coming back for extra doses. So they're laden with the poison, but before they die, they often get cognitive impairment. They, they, they can't function properly. So they're often just left in a really vulnerable state out in the open. And so they become easy prey. And we thought the powerful owls were, I suppose, immune from this because we, we thought the powerful owls didn't really eat rodents very much. We thought they were mainly 
predators of possums and the occasional flying fox mm. and fruit bat and things like that. However, when our powerful owl team found 36 out of 38 powerful owls had these second generation rodenticides in their system. Now, some of the owls are, are getting enough poison from their prey that, it, that it's killing them outright. But it is that issue of even if it doesn't kill them outright, it's making them less fit to survive. Mm. And how common are these types of rat poisons or rodenticides, these second generation ones? Yeah, unfortunately, they're extremely common. And these are, have such impacts that they've been banned in Europe and even in North America. And a lot of the pest control industry have concerns about it as well. The fact that it's so readily available and you can get any of these second generation poisons, they're on all the supermarket shelves and all the hardware stores, all the major chains stock them. And the federal body that's meant to protect Australia from chemicals like SGARs, mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, their reviews are still years off being completed and really currently we're not seeing the action we need to regulate the use of these products. And the government, federal government has given them a rev up recently saying they need to, um, they need to expedite this review. But the big issue is that the, the retailers are putting them side by side with the first generation products and they're leaving it to the consumer. There is no guidance whatsoever. And the other products are just as effective. I'm somebody who, who's been involved in this campaign and I still don't know the fact that the onus is still on the consumer, on the customer, is just unacceptable. Yeah, I mean, in Australia, these second-generation rat poisons are currently approved for use in and around domestic, commercial, industrial and agricultural buildings. So they're quite widely approved for use. Um, and until uh, a ban is considered or introduced, I suppose, what should consumers look out for when they're going to find a rat poison if they want to avoid these second-generation ones? We, at BirdLife Australia, we have... A, a site that gives you a list of, of all the products and which ones are the the most harmful. Um, and, and so that's uh, the Act for Birds website, uh, actforbirds.org slash rat poison. And that has a, a number of resources there, which in, including uh, the the list of products that, that are regarded as safer for, mm. for owls. Is there a way to avoid using rat poisons altogether? There are other alternatives there. Yeah, there is. And, and the first thing you can do is actually vermin-proof your house and your yard, which is things like just clearing up rubble that rats might be nesting in, making sure that your compost bins are vermin-proof mm. and your worm farms and those sorts of things. So you're not providing food or shelter for them. And even just making physical barriers for rodents so they can't get into your house in the first place. There, there are physical methods of uh, removing, killing rats and mice. You know, there's any other number of traps that can dispatch a rodent very uh, humanely and quickly. Mm. Well, it sounds like Powerful Owl is a much beloved favourite on the Bird of the Year shortlist. Um, but back in 2017, there was a bit of a voting scandal. Can you, tell, <laughs> can you remind us what that was about? Yeah, in one of the early Bird of the Year polls, there was a scandal. Uh, somebody, we still don't know who, but obviously a big fan of the Powerful Owl. They have a lot of friends in high places, obviously, but somebody set up some sort of 
bot voting system where overnight hundreds and hundreds of votes came in for the powerful owl and uh, kudos to the Guardian uh, technology team who were able to pick up the anomaly and so that bundle of votes were chucked out uh, to maintain the integrity of the vote so just a lesson to all potential spammers out there that uh, you know you will be found we will (laughs) hunt you down like a powerful owl hunts a possum (laughs) Now, Powerful Owl has never won Bird of the Year. For people who are just listening and learning about the Powerful Owl now, why do you think they should vote for for Bird of the Year this year? I think really because they are awesome birds. I remember being a little junior bird watcher, probably 11 or 12 years old, and going out with some local birders on the Mornington Peninsula. There was rumours that a Powerful Owl pair had established it in a national park. We went down looking for them and we found them. And seeing those magnificent birds, they're huge. And to see these imposing creatures with the massive talons that that can do so much damage, and particularly when you see them glaring down at you from a roost where they've got the remnants of last night's kill. And I feel like they're, they're looking down at you with this dismembered possum glaring at you saying, I did that to this thing, I can do it to you as well. There. That makes them sound scary, but they are just magnificent creatures. All these years later, like e- e- even last night, I had that same feeling I had when I was a kid. Like they're really suffering through this second generation rodenticide poisoning. So they need a lot of love and attention. So I think, you know, if you're undecided, give the powerful owl a go. That was Sean Dooley. He's the National Public Affairs Manager for BirdLife Australia. You also heard from Harry Sadler, the author of A Clear Flowing Yarra, published by Affirm Press. And if you want to cast your vote for Bird of the Year, just head to theguardian.com for more details. That's it for today. This episode was produced, sound designed and mixed by Camilla Hannon. The executive producer was Gabrielle Jackson. If you like this episode, don't forget to subscribe or follow Full Story wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also leave us a review. I'm Jane Lee. Catch you next time. We love our pets, but when the floor is covered in fur, that's harder to love. Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has powerful 8,000 PA suction to make hair vanish from floors in just one pass. Plus, the roller brush has automatic detangling for easy hands-free maintenance. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts good news ad free listening is available on amazon music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your prime membership stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the amazon music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free that's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads